Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Glory to God, glory to God. Thank you, thank you. And thank you, God. morning thank you 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Melissa Price, I got your message. I'm going to respond today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, Jess, can you drop the email for them when they want to contact us for prayer? Uh, sometimes you guys will DM us and uh, it's better for us if you email us so that we can keep up with your prayer. Um, I'm not the only person that answers the DM. And so if you I like to sometimes I like to, especially if the Holy Spirit tells me I don't like to reveal your name or your information. And so if you'll send an email in regard because I have other people that pray for you. If you'll send an email in regards of the things you want us to pray for, um, it'll be better for us. And so that's contact us. Love you more. Contact us at LakeishaMJohnson.com. And we we cover it. We want to pray for you. Good morning. How y'all doing? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Glory to God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, thank you, thank uh-uh. Jess, it's contact us at LakeishaMJohnson.com. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. 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 Yeah, raise a hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. We glorify you. We lift up your name. 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 We lift up your name, 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 we glorify you, we lift up your name throughout the earth. My God, I thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for all of those who are logging on. Thank you for those that are sharing the video. Let's continue to share the video. What a word. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for your word. I thank you for your people. 
We thank you, Lord God, that we are absolutely anxious for nothing, Lord God, that you are with us. We thank you that your word is with us. Thank you, beautiful, that your word is with us, Lord God, that you travel with us. We thank you for grace. We thank you for mercy. We thank you, Father God. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Um, I'm just going to cast and pray off the spirit of heaviness off you for this where the spirit of lord is there is freedom so if you're experiencing and feeling heaviness this morning you should not be experiencing and feeling heaviness this morning that is not of god the weightiness that you may be feeling is not of god but the enemy loves to send us in a trap or put us into a cycle to make us think this is how we are supposed to normally feel so I want to read chapter um, 61 of Isaiah and it says the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim that the captives will be released. I, I ain't going to preach yet and prisoners will be freed. He has sent me to tell those who mourn and we don't always mourn just over people losing people. Sometimes we mourn over where we are in life. Sometimes we mourn over uh, uh, disappointment. Sometimes we mourn over our manifestation or our blessing hasn't come yet. And so I want to just break the spirit of heaviness in the name of Jesus right now so that you're able to receive what God has said. He said, he has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come and with it the day of God's anger against their enemy. To all who mourn in Israel, he will give you a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. And I just sense some of you guys have kind of been in a cycle of despair, like it's been your normality to be in despair. It's been your normality to be depressed. It's been your normality to be heavy, that spirit of heaviness that's been on you. And I gave my testimony the other day that this was the first December that I wasn't depressed, that I felt the spirit of the Lord break depression off my life, that I had tried counseling, that I had tried other things, and none of those things could seem to move these things, but where the spirit of the Lord is there is freedom and when the spirit of the Lord came in and when I made a decision and I told the devil we're not doing this again we're breaking this cycle right now in the name of Jesus I'm telling you the power of the Holy Ghost came upon me I was in Walmart walk parking lot I was in Walmart parking lot the spirit of the Lord came upon me and it broke and it broke and it broke and it broke and it broke. So I'm just saying to you, I'm speaking this word over you. I hope you're receiving this word, that heaviness, that despair, that is not God punishing you, chastising you. That is the enemy. He is trying to get to you to live in a heavy state where the spirit of the Lord is. There is a freedom. So the other day, Saturday, I got my liberty. I got my liberty in Walmart parking lot, right? In an inopportune time when it did not make sense, the spirit of the Lord brought freedom to my life and I felt it break off my life. And so when something was trying to rise up, I was able to remind it yesterday. Come on, Holy Spirit. You don't belong here. You don't dwell here. You can't hang out here. This isn't your house to occupy any 
longer. And then it broke again. So it says to all who mourn in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. In their righteousness, they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for his own glory. They will rebuild the ancient ruins, repairing cities destroyed long ago. They will revive them, though they have been deserted for many generations. Foreigners will be your servants. They will feed your flocks and plow your fields and tend your vineyards. You will be called priests of the Lord, ministers of our God. You will feed on the treasures of the nations and boast in their riches instead of shame and dishonor. My God, who needs a double portion today? Instead of shame and dishonor, you will enjoy a double share of honor. You will possess a double portion of prosperity in your land and ever lasting joy will be yours for I, the Lord love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. I will faithfully reward my people for their suffering and make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants will be recognized and honored among the nations. Everyone will realize they are a people that the Lord has blessed. My God, I'm overwhelmed with joy in the Lord, my God, for he has dressed me with clothing of salvation and draped me in a robe of righteousness. I am like a bridegroom in his wedding suit or a bride with her jewels. The sovereign Lord will show his justice to the nations of the world. Everyone will praise him. His righteousness will be like a garden in early spring with plants springing up everywhere my god i thank you for the double portion right now lord god i thank you you are removing this spirit of heaviness and even for some of you the heaviness like god is working you see your prayers being answered you see god moving and you still feel heavy i felt that in my spirit like you see god moving but you're still feeling heavy and you like why am I feeling heavy and I see my prayers being answered? What's going on here? But the enemy has been trying to keep despair and depression on you because he knows if he can put despair and depression on you, then what happens is you won't be hopeful in the things of God and you'll get just a little bit of blessings. You'll get just what God is required of you. And then instead of you celebrating it, instead of you rejoicing in it, instead of you feeling it instead of you um, just feeling what you should be feeling in this season. He keeps trying to push you back into a space of despair. And you like this don't add up. God, you're giving me the things that I desire. Why do I feel heavy like this? What is going on? My marriage is getting better. Um, situations around me are getting better. You've restored my job. You're restoring my home. All of the things that I've been praying and asking you for are manifesting in my life. Yet I'm still feeling heaviness. Where is this heaviness coming from? And it's not from God. It's from the enemy. He doesn't want you to exchange my God, because can I tell you something? You have to make a decision to put it off. He does not want you to exchange your mourning. He does not want you to walk with the oil of gladness. He does not want you to receive this double portion. He does not want you to experience this everlasting joy because he also knows that you need to put it off. Like you've got to get up and say, in the name of Jesus, despair, go in the name of Jesus, drought, go in the name of Jesus, darkness, go. Why? Because I'm getting ready to receive and walk in my double portion. I'm getting ready to receive this. I'm not getting ready to 
watch God bless me and I can't enjoy the blessings because you're sitting around here trying to make me be confused or make me think something is still wrong or you have me so fearful that that the blessing is here and it's like I can't be living in this good for so long that I've been feeling I can't be living in this good for so long that's how trappy he is that's how he'll trick you and so you got to say this morning you know what no in the name of Jesus spirit of despair in the name of Jesus spirit of darkness in the name of Jesus spirit of disgust you got to go right now in the name of Jesus you have to go you got to go you cannot exist here you got to go you got to go I'm getting ready to enjoy what God is doing for me in this season you're not getting ready to have me downtrodden and depressed and overwhelmed and suspicious and looking around waiting on the enemy to come against me when the Lord says for I the Lord love justice my God for I the Lord love justice I hate robbery and wrongdoing I will faithfully reward my people for their suffering and make an everlasting covenant with them their descendants that's your children and your children's children will be recognized and honored among the nations Everyone will realize they are a people the Lord has blessed. I'm overwhelmed with joy in the Lord, my God, for he has dressed me with clothing of salvation and draped me in a robe of righteousness. When you accepted Jesus Christ, all of that fallow ground got broken up. And so the enemy loves to leave us in a place or a position in which we can't even receive what we need to receive or act in. We so we've been in such bad positions for so long. We, we our mindset is still in that state, right? I'm such a giver. I have to push myself into a re receiving mentality when I'm in a season that God is like, I need you to learn how to receive, right? And so the enemy is not interested in us walking into the fullness of who we are. He always wants something looming or he always wants us to be in a position where we think God is only going to bless us just this little bit, or God is only going to fix the situation just this little bit. He wants us. So he leaves that little bit of gloom and despair looming over us so that we won't even expect, right? Expect um, God to do something big, expect God to manifest something different in us. So I'm just reading that over. You better speak to it and tell it to go back to the gates and the pits of hell. You can I tell you something? I'm just being for real. You have to get to a moment in which you get tired. You got to get to a moment when which you get tired. You got to get to a moment in a place in which you say, you know what, devil, I'm done with this. I'm over. It's over me. I'm not doing this with you anymore. This is a pattern. This is a cycle. I've found you out. I'm done. You have no authority in my house. That's why I told you we're we've been dealing with um, dealing with the things are coming out of the things, right? coming out of the things that do not line up with the word. You got to speak to him. You got to tell him. you got more authority over him. Why? Because your authority comes in Christ Jesus. So I just want you to be encouraged this morning. You got to be encouraged this morning. You got to put a little bit of fight in you. You got to bear down in prayer. That's why we've been talking about the prayers of the righteous are available as much. I expect my prayers to get answered. I expect my prayers to get answered. I expect the devil to flee. I expect every demonic presence to move 
not because of me, but because of Jesus, because I am blood washed. I am blood bought and I am not accepting anything else in my life. There is a fire inside of me that is full. I'm full of the Holy Ghost. And if I'm full of the Holy Ghost, I'm going to show you something today. That was just my encouragement for you. That's just my encouragement. That is not even that is not even. Um, that is not even the word for today. That's just my encouragement. So if you woke up still feeling heavy and you woke up still feeling despair and you woke up still feeling overwhelmed or consumed and God is positioning you and your season is here, you better tell that mess to go. That does not line up with the God that blesses you, but it does line up with an enemy that loves to steal, kill and destroy. And who does not want you to walk in the fullness of who God is? Because see, when you feel like that, you can't testify. When you feel like that, you can't testify. You can't testify about God's goodness. You can't testify about all that God is doing for you. You can't testify about even the little things and you can't even recognize and see the little things because he wants you to be focused right here on the wrong thing. So you got to tell him in the name of Jesus, you got to go in the name of Jesus. You got to go. Strongholds will bow to the name of Jesus. You've just got to trust the name of Jesus and not um, pray and believe in your own strength. My God, thank you, Lord. Let's just thank you for that encouragement. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for encouraging us in your word. We thank you, Father God, for the, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, Father God. So we thank you, Father God, that freedom is coming to your people today in Jesus' name. Father God, we thank you. We walk in total health. That's mentally, that's spirit, that's soul. Father God, that's our body, Father God. For you are already bruised for our iniquities. You are already chastised for our peace. And by your stripes, we are already healed, Lord God. We thank you for the exchange this morning. We thank you for the exchange this morning. We thank you for the oil of gladness, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for giving us joy for mourning, Lord God. We thank you for getting rid of our despair this morning, Lord God. And we release it to you. We will not hold on to it, Father God. We are no longer bargaining with it, Lord God. We're not just going to let it dwell amongst us, Lord God. So in the name of Jesus, despair, you have to go. In the name of Jesus, despair, you have to go. And if you've been feeling like you in a drought, like you in a dry space, you better speak to that too. In the name of Jesus, drought, you got to go. You got to go. I will not be dry. I li- I drink on the living water. I'm going to be a well springing forth. I will not be dry. I will not be dry. I'm going to be wet. I'm going to be oily. I'm going to walk in the fullness of who God called me to be in Jesus name. Amen. And get your eyes set on the word. Get your eyes set on the word. Now, Lord God, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. You are my strength. You are my redeemer. I thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus. You got to use the name of Jesus. He doesn't respond to you. He don't respond to angels. He responds. You got to say in the name of Jesus. You got to use the name of Jesus. He bows to the name of Jesus. He's he fears the name of Jesus. You got to use the name of of Jesus. Come on now. You got to use the name of Jesus. 
You got to use the name in the name of Jesus. You got to go heaviness. You got to go despair. You got to go trout. You got to go in the name of Jesus. I'm cleaning up my house today in the name of Jesus. I'm commanding you to go in the name of Jesus. Worry, fear. You got to go in the name of Jesus. I'm commanding you to bow in the name of Jesus. My God, my God, I thank you. My God, I thought when you do that, you're pulling down strongholds. You're casting down wicked imaginations. You're pulling it down. You're pulling it down. The strongholds that have been in your mind, you're pulling them down. You're yanking them down. You're telling them they no longer can exist. You can't exist here anymore. I'm not going to allow you to rob me of my peace. I'm not going to allow you to rob me of my joy. God has already given it to me. I'm going to accept it in the name of Jesus. If your health does not line up, you speak to your body. You lay your hands on your stomach. I don't care if it doesn't look like it hasn't manifested yet. You keep telling your body in the name of Jesus, you're going to line with the word of God. Lupus cannot live here. Lupus cannot live here. We are not supposed to have female issues and female problems and all these things that's been coming up in our uteruses and in our bodies and endometriosis and heavy periods and excessive bleeding. No body, you're going to align with the word of God. I am spirit and God's spirit lives in me. And if God's spirit lives in me, then in the name of Jesus, every fiber, every tissue and every cell is going to align to the word of God in in Jesus name. I'm not walking around here. I'm not going to normalize this thing. I'm not going to make it like it's a part of my life. As a matter of fact, you do not exist here in the name of Jesus. No, I was bought with a price. The blood paid the price. And if the blood, blood paid the blood price, my God, I'm already healed and I'm already whole. Speak to that thing. And then don't let your words in your mouth speak contrary to it. Body, you line up in the word of God. Jesus lives in me. The spirit of the Lord is in me. And where the spirit of the Lord exists, there is freedom. Let your hand on your stomach. Speak to it every time, every time. I dealt with an ulcer for years. I dealt with an ulcer for years. My stomach would not line up with the word of God anytime. But I remembered the day that I was walking and my deliverance came. I was walking in my apartment and I felt it break. Right. But what the enemy was trying to do is he would try to present symptoms to make me think that I am not healed. I had already received my healing. And so I was walking and I was walking and, and the symptoms would come up where I would eat something and my stomach would be irritated again or I would be stressed. I started speaking to the symptoms because I realized the enemy was trying to present something to me that was not true. I already had received my ill. It was my eyes. It was presenting. It looked like so I begin to remind my body. Absolutely not. I am already hold in Jesus name. I have already received my healing by faith. And what I'm not going to do is let a symptom make me think I ain't healed. I'm not going to let a symptom not make me. I'm not getting ready to walk around here. I'm just being, I have to, I talk, I talk crazy. You're not to the devil. You're not finna punk me. You're not finna punk me. You're not finna punk me. That might be strong for some of you, but I have to talk easy. I'm not going to be 
punking me. You're not going to punk me, devil. You're not going to make me think God didn't heal me. I know when I got my healing. I know the point when I hit the curve. And just because these symptoms aren't presenting themselves, these these symptoms don't line up with what the word of God said. No, these symptoms don't line up with the word of God says. I just say the same thing to my finances. I'm a tither. I'm a covenant person. I'm a seesaw. My finances don't line up with what kingdom says. The symptoms that keep presenting themselves are not going to be my truth. I had to get aggressive. I'm still getting aggressive in some air. So, and I had to tell him, you're not going to punk me. You're not going to punk me. You're not going to make me feel like God didn't heal me. You, you're not going to make me feel like the word is not working. The symptoms don't negate whether or not the healing has manifested. The symptoms don't negate whether or not the blessing is on the way. The symptoms do not um, negate whether or not God is going to perform his word according to them. Just symptoms, baby. It's just symptoms. It's just symptoms. It's just a strong man trying to present to you like the word is not working. And so every time, anytime a symptom tries to arrive, I remind the symptom. Absolutely. Absolutely not. I received my healing. I know where I was. I know God healed me. So yesterday the Lord had encouraged me. He said fast. So I fasted yesterday to a 12 noon, a symptom of depression tried to present itself. I said, you don't get to exist here. Devil, you have to go. You got to make up your mind. If God is for me, who can be against me? Like you got to make up your mind. You got to be aggressive with this thing. My God, you got to be aggressive. You got to make up your mind. You got to have to, you got to be, you got to, yeah, you got to have your confidence in the Lord. That's your encouragement this morning. I don't care what the symptoms look like. I don't care if my child looks symptomatic. The word is working in them. The word is breaking up the fallow ground. The word is manifesting in them. The symptoms will soon be gone, but the word is active and alive and doing exactly what it said it would do for me. I'm not messed up about no symptoms. I'm not messed up about staying in an apartment because my house is on the way. I'm not messed up about being single because my husband is on the way. I'm not messed up about that. I'm not messed up about what it looked like. I'm not, I'm not messed up about whether or not I got a building because my building is already manifested. I have not walked into it yet, right? The symptoms, the symptoms will make you think it's not complete and it's not happened, but that is not God. That is not God. That is not from God. That is not of God. God completes a thing. And he says that in the word, I will complete the thing. I will complete the thing. I'm going to complete it. Whatever work. That's why I, the band, I'm a finisher, whatever work that I put, whatever thing I do, I'm going to finish. I'm going to complete the thing. That's why I don't take my band off my wrist. I'm a finisher. God is going to complete everything in me that he's supposed to complete everything. That's according to my purpose. Everything that's according to my life. God is going to complete it. I'm through paying attention to the symptoms. I'm through paying attention to the symptoms. It doesn't matter what the symptoms, it does not matter. If God brings us a word and says, Lakeisha, read this word. That's a promise coming from God. That's a promise coming from God. But what we've got to do is we've got to fill our house up with the right things. So let me give you the word. That ain't even the word for today. That was just your encouragement. That isn't even the word. We've been talking about the power of prayer. We've been talking about the power of prayer. And so today I want you to, the, the thing I want to show you is not to deny the power of God in your life, right? If you pray according to his will, it's going to manifest. Philippians 2, 13, 15, for it says, for it is 
for it is your strength. It is not your strength, but it is God who is effectively at work in you, both to will and to work. He is strengthening, energizing, and creating in you the longing and ability to fulfill your purpose for his good pleasure. Do everything without murmuring or complaining, or another word is questioning what God is doing right now so that you may prove yourself to be blameless and guiltless, innocent and uncontaminated children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked, perverse generation among whom you are seen as bright lights in the world. I'm just telling you, I'm, I need to teach you today how to fill your house. That's what the Lord, the Holy Spirit was showing me how to fill our houses today. I need you to give I need to read this scripture to you and help you to understand how necessary it is for you to fill your house. Okay. So we're going over to the book of Matthew. We're going over to the book of Matthew and this is Jesus talking. And when Jesus was talking to them, he was dealing with an unclean and an unfoul spirit, right? He says when this is the scripture he gave them, he says, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, my God, he goes, he goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none. Then he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. So shall it also be with the wicked generation. So I need to talk to you this morning. I need you to receive this by the spirit. We will do things and we will straighten our lives up. We will take things and there will be things we're, we don't do anymore. Well, I don't drink anymore. And I'm going to help some of you who are celibate today as well. I don't do, I don't participate in these things anymore. We clean our house up. We get our house spotless, right? Well, in this particular scripture, they were rejecting and opposing Jesus, right? They were rejecting and opposing him. They were looking for a sign. They were challenging him, right? He says, when an unclean, foul spirit, right? When something leaves your life, when we clean our house up, when we make a decision not to be attached to things from our past, when we make a decision not to be involved in things that, um, we need to be involved anymore, right? When we empty ourselves out, right? It does not matter if we sweep, if we empty ourselves, if we don't participate in those things, if we do not fill ourselves up with the word of God, not with other things. If we do not fill ourselves up with the word of God, a evil spirit, depression, worry, doubt, fear, sexual immorality, drunkenness, all they can only fill up a place that's empty. Worry can only fill up a place that's empty. It can only fill up a place that's empty. That's why we're being we got to pray the word of God. That's why we got to learn the word of God. That's why we got to digest the word of God. Those things can only inhabit 
places that are empty. And so that if our temple, our house, our spirit is not filled up with godly things, then the same thing we cast it out will return. And it's only going to return worse. That's why some of you have fought things. You abandoned things. You took things out of your life. But if you don't fill it up with the word, if you don't remove it and you don't put the word in place, if you don't concentrate with the word, it's only going to come back with a vengeance. It's only going to come back. I don't care if it's fear. I don't care if it's doubt. I don't care if it's worry. It's only going to come back with a vengeance. He said it's only going to come back seven. Is He's going to bring back seven. He's going to be the, the attack is going to be greater. The attack is going to be greater. He's coming. He don't care. The devil does not care that. Oh, I don't go to the bar anymore. The devil don't care. The devil don't care. Oh, well, I'm not having sex anymore. The devil does not care that you swept your house out. If your house is not filled with the word, if your house is not filled with the word, if your house is not filled with the spirit of God, that's why you have to have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. If you're not the, the devil and people will love, Oh, I'm, I'm just going to use celibacy as an example. People be like, Oh my gosh, I'm celibate. I'm practicing celibacy. Here's what I'm going to tell you. If you ain't filled up with the word to understand why you need to be practicing celibacy, if the word, if the word isn't filled and in you, you're going to come back and it's going to come back with it. I'm telling you, it, he's coming back with a vengeance. He's coming back with a vengeance. And the one that he brings around this time ain't going to be no punk. It's going to say everything you needed it to say. It's going to look like God. It's going to look like it's coming back with a vengeance. It's coming back with a vengeance. It's not enough for you to just say stuff. That's why it's, we got to be careful at home celibate. But if you're not filled up with the word, if you don't understand why your celibacy is important, if you don't understand about sexual immorality, if you don't understand to fill yourself up with the word, it's coming back with the vengeance. And what we usually try to do is, oh, I'm going to close my legs. And I'm going to pretend like those feelings are not there. This is a grown folk conversation. I don't know. It might, might be too much for you. I don't know. I'm going to present you with some truth this morning because if we need to get your house filled up. Then it's going to come back with a vengeance. It's going to come back with a vengeance. It's going to come in a manner and a way, right? It's going to give you some wrong thought. It's going to make you think being celibate. Because can I tell you something? Uh, remember the wide path and the narrow path? Um, often we listen to false doctrine and false truth, my God. Right. And so if the majority of people in church are still sleeping, right. And having sex outside of marriage, let's just do it. If, if the majority of people in church are still having sex out of marriage, right. And they look blessed and they appear blessed. Then we'll accept that false doctrine to be truth in our life. We'll accept that false doctrine to be truth. We'll accept. And because we ain't got no word in us, when it comes back at us another time, it's going to come back with a vengeance. It's going to come back with a vengeance. And so your house has to be filled with the right things. That's why you got to pray the word of God. That's why you got to know what the word of God says. That's why you got to be bathed and saturated in the word of God. So that when the enemy comes in like a flood, the word becomes the standard. So when the enemy starts talking trash to you and making you feel lonely, you're able to assert yourself and say, no, I'm not lonely. The enemy can only, 
get in your places that are not filled, that it's empty. So when Jesus is saying to him, you know, when he started, when he did the other scripture, he says the strong man, who will let a strong man come in their house and rob them? But there's a stronger man that will overtake him. He was saying, you cannot fight the strong man on your own, on own. But if you fight the strong man with me in Jesus, come on now, then I can take care of the strong man for you. I can take care of the strong for me. Um, he's John 14 and four. He said, but whoever drinks the water I'm giving them will never thirst. Instead, the water I give them will become in them a spring of well, welling up in eternal life. That's why he was saying, I need you to drink me. I need you to thirst after me, right? The enemy knows your thirsty spots. He knows your empty spots. He knows where your house is not filled with the word of God. We got to fill our houses up with the word of God. When God was showing me that this morning, I was like, oh my God, this is bigger, right? This is why we need the Holy Spirit, right? He says, Second Corinthians, um, no, Acts 17 or no, John 16 and eight. He says, when he comes, we talking about the Holy spirit. He will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin, righteousness and judgment. When you are full of the Holy spirit, when your house is filled with the Holy spirit, then he's going to begin to convict you about sin, righteousness and judgment. And when he begins to convict you about sin, righteousness and judgment, then you're not going to sing. You're not going to receive false doctrine. You're not going to receive false cheat teaching. So when holiness comes in contact with you, that's what he's saying. When the Holy spirit comes, that's John 16 and 18. He's going to convict the world. He's going to show you where right and wrong judgment is. You got to say, Holy spirit, I need you to fill me. You, you need to fill me. Holy spirit. I need you to fill me. I need you to fill me up. I need you to convict me of wrong. I need my house to be full because if my house is not full and I'm just using celibacy as an example, if my house is cleaned out, I've cleaned my house out. My house is cleaned out. It's clear my house. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not having sex anymore. I'm not living like that more. But if my spirit is not filled with the word, if the Holy Spirit is not in me to convict me why this is wrong, then when the enemy comes back, he's coming back with with a vengeance. Matthew 10 34 says, do not think that I came to bring peace on the earth. I did not come to bring, bring peace, but I came to bring a sword. Come on now. He came to bring a sword. That's what Jesus was saying to him. I ain't come to bring you peace. I ain't come to pat you on your back. I ain't come to just tell you you're going to be blessed. That ain't why I came. I'm coming to bring a sword because I need to cut up everything in you that does not line up with the word. I need to, I need to cut up everything in you that does not line up with the word. You have been living with things that do not line up with my word. Second Corinthians 2 15 and 16 says we Christians have the unmistakable sin of Christ, right? We supposed to be, this is Right. Discernible alike to those who are being saved and those who are heading for death to the latter. It seems like the deathly smell of doom to the former it has the fresh, refreshing fragrance of life. The word is going to refresh you and fill up your life daily. So think about this. If your house is empty, right? And you just getting a little bit of word or if your house is empty and you only have a chair in the house, your house ain't filled. Your house ain't filled with just a chair in the house. When I walked into this apartment, I had absolutely no furniture. I had no furniture and God began to fill it up with things. God began to fill it up with things. My faith were for things, right? My faith were for things. God began to fill it up with things. And so we have to know that the Holy Spirit has to fill our house so we can be filled up with 
things. Y'all stay focused. Stay focused. So we can be filled up with what we need to be filled up so that the strong man will not return, will not come back, will not convince us, will not consume us. So it's not enough for you just to empty your house. It's not enough for you to empty your house. It's not enough just for you to empty your house and then your house not be filled with the Holy Spirit. Second Corinthians 10 and five says casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. I want you to chew on this scripture today. I need you to chew on this scripture today. And the reason that I'm telling you to chew on this scripture today is because you got to ask your thoughts. What kind of thoughts have been in my head, right? That exalt itself beyond the reality of God. Cause wherever I've been allowing those thoughts to come in that do not line up with the word of God, then those are empty thoughts and they are filling my head. They empty out the word of God. They push word of God out of place. I'm just telling you, they push the word out of God, God out of place, empty thoughts, wicked imaginations, push the word of God out of place. They sign off on things that do not align with the word of God. Can I tell you something? This is why I am very sensitive about what goes on in my spirit. I do not watch things that exalt itself against God because whether or not I believe it or not, whether or not I believe it or not, if I am entertaining it, it is slowly getting in my belief system and it is pushing out. It is pushing out the word of God it is pushing out things in my life. Remember, because we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, right? We're not walking. We're, we're not wrestling against flesh and bloods. We're wrestling, wrestling. That is why the need to be entertained is so dangerous. That's why the need to be, I didn't say it was anything wrong with entertaining, being entertained. That's why the need to be entertained is so dangerous. That's why what we listen to can become dangerous. That's why what we listen to can become dangerous. It says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. We do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnival, mighty through God to the pulling down the stronghold. So if we're going to cast down imaginations, we've got to look and see and reference what has been going on in our head that's been building up a stronghold because that's really empty space. It is not filled with the word of God. And if it is not filled with the word of God, those imaginations will take over. When we look at the word of imagination, it forms a mental image. So anything that exalts itself against the word of God is forming a mental image. So if celibacy is your issue, right? And you are listening to music or watching shows or things that give you a mental image about you sleeping with someone. Just going to let you know, come on about you sleeping with someone. If you listen, I love her. I love to hear her sing. I love to hear her H E R the artist. I love to hear her sing, but I cannot listen to her in my single state because she's going to invoke something in me and send me another way. Why? Because it activates my imagination. Once it activates my imagination, right? Then I am actively looking for that to fill the space when it needs to be filled with the word of God. <laughs> When it needs to be filled with the word of God, when it's, when it needs to be filled with the word of God. 
So we got to cast down the imaginations from the enemy. That's your spiritual warfare. You got to fill your house with good things. This is why he said to us, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, that works that I shall do. He also and greater works than these shall he do because I go into my father and whatsoever ye ask in my name, that will I do that the father may be glorified in the son. It's very hard to uh, take authority over what we participate in. It's very hard to, it's very hard to, it's very hard to here. But here's the thing. God doesn't, it's not God's responsibility to fill you up. Some of us have been sitting around waiting on God to rescue us and fill us up. It's your responsibility to fill yourself up. You fill yourself. You take off the garment of heaviness. You fill yourself up with goodly and godly things. You got to fill yourself up. The, you got to fill your spirit up. The Holy Spirit has already been trying to convict you of sin, trying to convict you that's worry, trying to convict you that's doubt, trying to lead you into a place so you can be refreshed, right? And you can be filled up, but you got to make a decision to fill your house up. You got to make a decision. Philippians 4 and 8 says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. So this is why I'm just trying to tell you watching things that are not pure, that are not lovely, that are not of good report, right? Watch. Judah, I told you guys the other day, Judah has dealt with depression every December. Judah has dealt with depression every December he has, right? Um, when we were coming into December, we were trying to go watch a movie. I was like, I want to watch this movie. And Judah said, I don't want to see the movie. And I said, why? He said, because there's some sadness in this movie and I am just not in the mood to be sad. And I had to start thinking about it. I said, if he is fighting depression, then he is absolutely right. We're not going to watch. We're not going to watch. We're not going to watch. We're not going to watch something that could push you into a position for you to feel depressed. I'm in a stage of manifesting. I'm in a I'm in a stage of believing God for things. Then I have to fill my house with the things you're going to. You must hear me clearly today. You must cast down. You must cast down. You must cast down. You must cast down. God is not going to cast these things down for you. He's waiting on you to align your mouth up with the word. He's waiting on you to align your mouth up with the word. Your mouth lining up with the word is where faith comes in. It's where your faith comes in. So when the devil is saying you're going to die, right? You can't exalt that word. You can't repent what he's saying. When the devil tells you, oh, you tired, you physically exalted. When the devil starts telling you, you depressed. When the devil tells you, you ugly. When the devil starts telling you, you ain't never going to be married. When the devil starts telling you, you always going to sing, be single. You got to fill your house up with the word. You got to say things like, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. That's Psalms 118.7. But if you got a clean house with no word and no infilling of the Holy Spirit, you're not going to be able to activate the power of Jesus. God don't need you to do nothing but come in alignment with his word. 
He don't need you to do nothing. He doesn't need you to do nothing but come in alignment with his word. He doesn't need you to do anything but to begin to practice his word. He doesn't need you to do anything. I had a scripture on my wall. I had a scripture on my wall and I'm going to talk about it in a minute. I got full revelation of what this scripture means. So if you're going to do this, you're going to have to take control of your imagination. You're going to have to take control of your imagination. Well, how do I take control of my imagination? That's why anytime you're, you, you, you have to watch certain things that tell you you need to meditate and clear your mind. You are never supposed to clear your mind. Your, your mind needs to be full of the word. There is a fight for your imagination. Because the enemy know if you will receive images of defeat, if you're going to receive images of failure, if you receive images of doubt, if you receive images of fear, if you receive images of unbelief, it's going to cause you not to believe God's word images. That's why you got to watch what images are before you. What am I imagining? What am I looking at? What am I receiving? What am I hearing in my spirit that does not align with your word? You got to resist the need to be entertained. Can you go watch movies? Can you go watch shows? Yes. But if it's going to pull you into a place and it exalts itself against the word of God, if your marriage is already in a fight, then you can't be watching something that's just going to pull you into an image. Come on, Holy Spirit. That's going to pull you into an image of your marriage failing. You can't be watching soap operas. You can't watch and fool yourself. You're going to have to watch stuff that encourages you to pray. So if I'm going to cast down imaginations, I'm not accepting the devil's thoughts suggestions or visions. I'm not just going to empty my house out. I'm not going to just say I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not going to just say, Oh, I don't cuss, but not fill myself with the word. What I'm going to do is I'm taking the thoughts. I'm taking suggestions and I'm taking visions and they're not allowed in my house. Well, they're not going to come to your house when your house is full of the word. The devil knows when you are actively living out the word. So you got to bear down and push and you got to actively fight to maintain God's vision for you. You got to actively fight it. You got to fight it hard. You got to fight it hard. You got to take the authority. Your house is empty. You got to fill it up with the right word. You got to fill it up with the right word. You must learn to actively. You got to learn to actively. You must only accept imaginations that line up with the word. Don't give the devil one inch. Don't give him one inch. It says, submit yourselves, therefore to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Many people have problems resisting the devil and casting down his imagination because we keep trying to do this in the flesh, right? We in a bad mood. Well, let me go have a drink. No, we in a bad mood. Let me go drink the living word. I'm in a bad mood. Let me go have sex, right? We being real this morning. No, I'm not in a bad mood. I'm not finna go have sex. I'm going to have some self-control. There are vices that the enemy has been using against you because he knows it's in your imagination. He knows your house is empty. It's not filled with the word of God. The word is the greatest weapon because it's going to activate the angels. It's going to activate Jesus. So when you exalt these things, above your imagination, you're going to begin to empower yourself. 
You're going to begin to empower yourself. You're going to begin to fill your house up with the things of God. You're going to begin to fill your house. You're going to shift because you're exalting. I'm putting the word of God before everything. If my area is self-control, I'm putting the word of God before it. Right. If I'm having a hard time, if I'm eating anything, I'm putting the word of God. in. I'm going to find what the word says about sweets. One of my friends called me the other day and said, do you know the word talks about sweets? I said, yes. They said, do you know the word of God talks about sweets? Right. I only eat, Lord, what you want me to eat. Can I talk to you for a second about empty calories in spring water? Do you know what empty calories calories are? They have no nutritional benefit. So when I eat on things that have no nutritional benefit, they're empty calories, they compromise my immune system and they cause me to gain weight. They cause me to gain weight. They cause me empty calories, have absolutely no nutritional benefit. Let me tell you about spring water. It's more better for you to drink spring water. It's more better. Why? Because it contains every nutrient and we need it. Our bodies were made from the earth. So spring water has the things from the earth that needs to get in our bodies. Come on, Lord. Come on, Lord. So it's better for us to drink spring water. It's better for us not to eat calories. It's better for you not to. It's better for you to drink the living water. It's better for you not to eat empty things. It's better for you not, if you're in a warfare for your life, if you're in a warfare for your ministry, if you're in a war for your marriage, it's better in this season that you don't eat empty to anything empty. It's better that your house not be empty. It's better that your house, your house has got to be full of the word. Philippians 4, 6 says, on all things, whatever you ask in prayer, believing you will receive them, right? So you got to get away from empty calories. You got to get away from empty things. Psalms 1, 1, 41 and 3. I set a guard over my mouth, Lord. Keep, keep watch over the doors of my lip. I was looking at and meditating on this this morning. Go, oh my gosh. What if my lips, have I been keeping watch over the doors of my lips? Lord, I need you to set a guard over my mouth and keep watch over the doors of my lips. Because if my house is empty, come on somebody. If my house is empty. And I open up the doors with my lips. If I open up the doors with my lips, guess what's going to come flooding my house? Guess what's going to come into my house? It's not, if, if my, if my doors, if I'm not watching the doors, if I'm speaking to prayer, if I'm talking about depression, if I'm, if I'm exalting anything above God with the doors of my lips, when the door swings open, what do you think is coming in your door? What's coming in your house? When your door swings, when your imagination, when you're not following what's gotten in your head and your thoughts, it gets in your head, gets down in your heart and it comes out your mouth. Comes in your ear, in your head, right? Down in your heart and out your mouth. It's a cycle. And so when those things happen, if there's no guard over the doors of my lip, that door swings right open. I'm going to be flooded with despair. I'm going to be flooded with depression. Why? Because my house is already empty. It's not full in word. The word will push it out. Second Corinthians three seventeen. Now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Hebrews 4 and 12, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. So the word of God works quickly when we allow it to work quickly. If the word of God is our choice. So when the enemy tries to bring any thoughts to me, like if I'm recognizing, if the thought is lust, 
I'm like, no, I'm not going to, if I see a fine man, you can see a fine man. You can see a fine woman. Come on now. Can we, can, can we be real? You can see a fine man. You can be like, my God, that man is fine. But what I do not allow the enemy to do is lust after anybody. I'm not going to lust after this man. And so I quote the word of God on this situation. And then guess what? The word act, acts quickly and it divides and it pierces. That's why Jesus said, Matthew 10, 34, don't think I came to make you comfortable. I came as a sword. I'm trying to cut up everything in your life that does not line up with the word of God. Hebrews 2, 2, 2 2 Timothy 2, 15, do your best to present yourself to God as one who is proved. Do, do your best rightly divide the word of God so that you can become approved by God. Colossians 2, 8, see to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition. Remember when I told you when you are fighting something and it seems like the majority is doing something else, they are doing what's called human tradition according to the elemental spirits of this world, right? According to false doctrines and it's easy to see, oh, well, it looks like they're doing everything and they're blessed. When Psalms 37 said, fret not thyself unto evildoers, don't be envious of the workers of iniquities because they're going to soon be cut down like blades of glass. Don't let you think somebody over there because they live in life any kind of way and they got any kind of thing going on that that's okay with God. Don't even make that your comparison. You need to focus on yourself and figure out how to make sure you're right with God. Now, let me tell you about the scripture on my wall. Proverbs Proverbs is on my wall and I think it's Proverbs 24, it's Proverbs 24, three and four. I got this big old sign on my wall. It says by wisdom, a house is built and by understanding it is established and by knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding will fill your house up, but that can only come from the word of God that can only come from the word of God. So you got to fill your house up. It cannot be empty so that the enemy does not return. The only reason he keeps returning is because your house is not filled up with the word of God. Cause you won't pray the word of God. Cause you won't stand, stand fast on the word of God. Cause you won't push into the word of God. That's the only reason your house is not getting filled up. That's the only reason he keeps returning. Some of y'all been like, why does this cycle keep coming back? Why does this strong man keep coming back? The only reason the strong man keeps coming back is because Jesus is not in place to be the stronger man. You thought it was on your strength. You thought it was in counseling. You thought it was in step one through five in parenting. You thought it was in all of these other things. And it's not as in Christ Jesus. I need the wisdom. I need the knowledge. I need the understanding. That's what my house has to be built on. That's what my house has to be established in. And then he's going to fill it with precious and pleasant riches. That's it. He's going he to he'll burn the word in your house. Don't worry about no sage, no incense and nothing else. I just burn, put the word in your house, put the word in your house. The word is what's going, that's the word is what's going to push out evil spirits. The word is what's going to change your situation. The word is what's going to impact your kids. And some people are like, well, that sounds intense. Like, do we ever get to have fun? We do get to have fun. But when you got a demonic presence, when you got something demonic, that's trying to take you out, 
You ain't got time to flirt with it and play with it and entertain it and allow it to be around your door and hang out in your company and all that other stuff. You got to get the word in the house so that when your door, so that the doors of your lips won't even open to the wrong thing. This, this a power. It's a power, man. Man, man, you got to have your house. Your house can't be empty. It's not enough for you just to say, I don't do and I don't participate. I'm believing God that you come into revelation of this today, that you understand that my house has got to be filled with the word of God so the enemy can stop coming back. It's got to be filled with the word of God. So my, it, my spiritual house, your house, your physical house, but your spiritual house has to be filled with the word so that the enemy stop returning. He's going to stop returning when he knows the word is going to push him out. It's the word. It's the word. It's the word. Why? Because Jesus is word. Jesus is word. If the enemy is pressing in on your marriage, it's the word. And it's not for you to throw the word at someone else. It's for you to become your spiritual house, to become filled with the word of God. But you got to do it. You got to make a decision. You got to pray the word. You got to saturate yourself. You got to find godly partnerships and relationships. You got to come into covenant with Christ Jesus. The Holy Spirit will give you wisdom for everything. He's just waiting on you to be filled up and in the word. That's it. I love y'all. I'm praying for divine revelation. I'm praying for you to receive the word of God. I'm praying for you to settle yourself in his word. I'm praying for you to trust God more than you trust yourself, your degrees and your own antics. I'm praying that the word is taking you over right now in Jesus name. And if you've never received Jesus as Lord and savior, I want to introduce you to him. That way you ain't caught up in no false doctrines and no lies. And you ain't caught up in nothing that's going to convince you that you need something greater than Jesus. That you need something greater than Jesus. That way you're not going to be caught up in something that tells you you need something greater than Jesus. Stop filling yourself with empty things. Say, say today, I will not fill myself. Say this, declare today, I will not fill myself with empty things any longer. I'm not going to fill myself with empty things. I'm through eat, eating empty calories. I'm not going to drink just any kind of water. If I'm thirsty, I'm going to let the living water fill me up in Jesus name. Amen. And can I tell you wives something? I'm going to help you wives out. If you will focus on you, listen, and for you and anybody who's raising kids right now, if you will focus on you, if you will focus on you, if you will take your focus off your marriage, if you will take your focus off your husband, because whether you really realize it or not, when you focus on him, you're making him your God. When you focus on your children, you're making them your God. If you will take your focus, I'm, this is a tidbit for you wives. If you will take your focus off your husband and you will center yourself in the word and you will focus on your spiritual life and you getting yourself together, it will all begin to line up. If you will not focus on your children, if you will love your children, if you will encourage your children, if you will focus yourself on the word, everything else will begin to line up. Now it's going to look like a war at first. It's going to look like a war. It's going to look like a war. It's going to look like a war because dark does not like light. But if you will focus yourself in on the word and you will focus on becoming the best version of you and you will fill yourself up with the word, all these things, it's a guarantee. 
It's a guarantee. Matthew 6 and 33. If I seek ye first the kingdom of heaven first, if I operate in your precepts, if I love the Lord God with all my heart, if I lean not into my own understanding, if all my ways I acknowledge him, he's going to direct my path. He'll give you every strategy for business. He'll give you the wisdom you need for your household. He'll give you what you need on your kids if you'll just focus on the word. I love y'all. I do. I love you with everything in me. I love you, but more than anything, God loves you. I love you so much. God loves you so much. He brought you just the word you needed for today. He brought you just the word you need. Focus on the word. I love you so much. Everything else will fall in place. I promise it will. Fill yourself up. Don't let yourself get empty. Fill yourself with the word. Don't get caught up in other teachings. Colossians 2 and 8. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit. Ask yourself, is what they're telling me lining up with the word of God? Is this relationship lining up with the word of God? Is if what everything else, everybody else is doing seems right? There's a way that seems right to the man. There's a way that seems right. It seems right. I need this to be backed up and in the word. And if it doesn't back up in the word, that's it. I love y'all so much. I love, hey, I need to say this. I'm going to open up two more spots for pillow talk. I had closed pillow talk. I'm going to open up two more spots for pillow talk. If you know you need those two spots, you need to contact me immediately. Only two. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, Log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.